The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Yes, this is your host coming to you live from Holly Springs, North Carolina. I am Vincent Jenna, and this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. And we are this. Oh, my gosh. This is the first show of august 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 people okay all right so everybody laughs at me because i keep talking about christmas so early well they already had christmas specials um lifetime and uh yeah lifetime had its first christmas show christmas in july it was it happened to be a show that i had seen i was like oh, a christmas show Lifetime, Hallmark, Hallmark Channel had also one on that I had seen. Um, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, and but 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 I I look forward to the holidays. We need to look forward to the holidays. We need to celebrate. There's there's too many things going on to not celebrate. We need to celebrate. And I was just talking about this with um, Louie, um, one of our tech technicians in and um engineers at the unity radio station um what is going on with this uh, delta variant and the the coronavirus you don't want to keep having to talk about it and beating a dead horse but it's not a dead horse okay that expression means that something has been spoken about that's already done and gone Right. This is not done and gone. So until it's done and gone, we need to keep talking about it because it's not going to get done and gone until people start listening. I will tell you this and I will share this because I'm right in the middle of having to pay attention to this. I use myself as an inspiration all the time. So my wife and I have been vaccinated. And even though we have been vaccinated uh, just for the sake of safety, not for just for us, but our family members that we will come in contact with and other people, we have been wearing masks. Um, in the beginning, when the CDC felt that you could not get the, the Corona 19, uh, listen to me, Corona, that's what I need right now is a beer. Um, <laughs> It's a COVID-19. Once you were vaccinated, we felt a little bit confident. And even though we weren't on top of people, um, we associated, socialized with other 
vaccinated people and felt very comfortable and safe. But as soon as the CDC just recently came out, recently, and, and people don't get upset with the CDC, please. You know, that all these doctors are doing the best they can to find out about this dang virus. And it keeps changing. The information keeps changing because they find out something new. This is only a new virus. It's still only within 2020 and 2021 half of the year of 2021 that they have been studying it and studying it and studying it. But the exact same thing happened with the polio and all of those issues. They, they kept changing their minds as to what was needed because it took a while to study it. You need numbers, you need um, examples, you need research. And that takes time. It doesn't take days. And so, so forgive them for not being perfect but they are the only source of information that we have. And so now they're saying we need to be wearing masks again when we go out publicly, even if you've been vaccinated. And I will tell you why. We just went on vacation. We were just with our family members who have all been healthy and clear and vaccinated, including the older children have been vaccinated. And Poor, my poor um, nephew, um, the younger one, um, 14, 15 years old, and he was vaccinated and he didn't want it because he's petrified of needles. And of course, mom and dad convinced him to have it. And he got sick. He was sick for a month. As a matter of fact, he still has a cough. And that was a couple of months ago that he was vaccinated. So yes, the vaccine can affect people differently. However, the virus can affect you worse. So we were all together. Everybody was fine. We had visited them um, in Myrtle Beach. We felt safe, though we did wear masks around bigger crowds. Um, and that was fine. That was a few weeks ago. That was actually July 4th and a few weeks ago, a month ago, exactly. Um, that was July 4th. And then just Last weekend, we surprised our sister-in-law, my wife's sister, um, on her birthday by us going down to Florida. That's all we did is go to her house. That was it. And uh, my brother-in-law came and joined us there to surprise her as well, just him. Well, guess what? Just found out a few minutes ago that my brother-in-law just tested positive for COVID-19. And I don't even know if it was the Delta variant. Um, I don't know how long it took him to get it, whether it was when he was on vacation in Myrtle Beach. They usually say it takes two weeks, um, uh, right, in order to to start feeling symptoms. Well, he started feeling sick um, and tired and a bad headache, and he went to the doctor and absolutely tested positive, even though he was vaccinated. So now my wife and I, have to go and get tested. We're not going to go see anybody else. We're supposed to have friends over for dinner tonight. We're going to, we are certainly um, not going to do that. If there's any risk or chance, we're going to try to get an immediate result test. But we have to pay attention and we have to care. And it is not going to go away just with a needle. That is not what makes a virus go away. What makes a virus go away is starving it to death or starving it out of existence. And the way you starve it out of existence is don't give it a host to feed off of. 
And the way you don't give it a host to feed off of is you wear a mask, you isolate yourself. If you have to stay at home, don't go into big crowds, uh, social distance, all of that stuff to care. Now, here is here is what I'm I'm most concerned about. It doesn't even have anything to do. Well, yes, it does. Of course, it has to do with us caring about others. But all these people walking around without the mask aren't even caring about themselves anymore. Oh, I got a vaccination. Oh, I went to church on Sunday. I'm fine. I'm a good soul. I'm a good Christian. Oh, I went to the doctor five years ago. I'm okay. Oh, all of this belief and denial and defense mechanisms that people are using to convince themselves they're making higher choices. You're not making higher choices. And the proof is in the society and the proof is in your life. You want to get sick? You want to risk getting sick? Even if it's my, okay, well, it won't be so bad. Any sickness is bad. And you know what? It's different with each person. And how do you know that the person you wind up transmitting it to is not going to get sicker than you? And actually, my my sister-in-law's boyfriend's cousin just died from the coronavirus just this week. Yesterday, I believe it was. And he was 60. He was 60 years old. And he died after. I don't know, actually, if he was vaccinated or not. I don't think he got vaccinated or he had the first vaccination, not the second one. I don't even know, but that's not the point. People are still dying. People are still getting sick. When are we going to wake up? You know, you hear me? I come on the show. It's so, it's so interesting. I just asked myself um, just yesterday and today, God, God, am I speaking the right way? You know, I have a following um, and, and that's fabulous. That always lets me know if I'm doing the right thing because I've been doing all these radio shows, all these television shows lately. And no matter what state you're in, just look for me on TV, on ABC, NBC, or CBS, one of your morning shows or afternoon shows. I've been doing a lot of that lately. Um, I was just on here, even locally, on My Carolina. And um, yeah, I'm hard. I'm hard nosed, you know. And I and I listen to such wonderful people. I listen to people on Unity, you know, Suzanne Giesman, and and so many others, Lisa Williams, and they talk so sweet to everybody, which is wonderful. We we need that, and so, you know, inspirational. And here I come along bulldozing everybody, going, "Hey, get your act." together wake the blank up already right i got that new york italian thing going on here that i can't get rid of and i'm like so am i talking to them right am i losing them should i be talking to them that way it's all out of love it's all out of concern i don't know how yeah i know i know everybody should be inspired but are you being inspired to apply are you being inspired truly to walk your talk? Are you being inspired to make changes or are you just being made to feel good temporarily? Are you using that? Are you using... Suzanne Giesman has unbelievable information out there on how to transform our lives. She's wonderful. I've worked with her and seen her. Right, So I've been an attendee and I've been a colleague and she's a wonderful person. I love her and I adore her. But are you making her information go to waste? 
you know, are you making any of our information go to waste here? You know, we've got um, Reverend Temple Hayes in a couple of hours after me. We got um, Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden right after me. We got Diane Ray. We've got, oh my gosh, we've got all these unbelievable luminaries. Um, you know, Laura Wooster and, and, uh, I, I, I just look at the, the number of hosts just on unity alone, just on unity alone. I'm not even talking about all the other luminaries that are out there, the Greg Bradens and Bruce Lipton, um, and Neil Donald Walsh all doing some shows and, and there's not a lack of information about how to transform your life. And it's all about focusing on yourself and changing your beliefs and getting rid of old habits. Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza spent so much time on that, um, teaching everybody that you've just, you've got to pay attention. You've got to pay attention. You've got to pay attention to yourself. You've got to make the changes. You, it, it's just not going to happen overnight. It doesn't happen by itself. It doesn't happen by itself. So today, actually, I, I know this um, sounds like I'm off track from what I was originally going to talk about on today's show, but it's not, actually. Today's show about is about pepping up your power. Are you using all your power? And so that's what I was just talking about. Are you even tapping into it? Are you... Are you using the soulful part of who you are? Are you using the gifts you came in with? Are you a writer? Are you an engineer, a designer, an artist, a musician, a healer? Are you using all of that? And are you improving it, making it grow, helping it grow? Are you causing it to evolve higher? And if you don't know what it is you're meant to do, you do have talents, you do have skills, you do have abilities. And maybe if we got them out of the dirt, out of the depths of inside the crevices of your darkest holes in your mind and brought it to the surface, you would see all your talents and your gifts. But you have to do something in order to do that. It doesn't come to you just because you've asked. What I get people calling me all the time in my readings, my career path, my career path, my career path. Am I going in the right direction? And in actuality, you shouldn't need to ask if you're going in the right direction. The signs would be there. It's called success. It's called growing you would continue to expand. Oh my gosh, life in my job has been great. I've been so busy. I, and, and I keep getting all these opportunities for more growth. Those are signs that you're going in the right direction with your career. If you have to ask, maybe you're not in the right career at all or taking the right steps or believing enough. Those are the options there. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your career. You have to believe you're worth expanding. You have to believe even you're worth knowing what your talents and skills are. But are you using your power? Matter of fact, I just formed a class, and you can all still sign up for it, by the way. It starts next week. I have a Tuesday afternoon class from 1 to 3.30, and this is all Eastern time, starting next Tuesday for the next four Tuesdays. And then for those who can only make it in the evening, I am doing a Thursday evening class. However, um, originally I said I was starting next week. Um, I can't start next Thursday. I actually have to push it until the following Thursday. So here, let me give the proper dates. Um, it's called using your power. Um, are you using 
your full power. Okay, and that starts Tuesday afternoon from one to three thirty for uh, four Tuesdays, and then Thursday, the nineteenth, for four Thursday evenings from um, seven to nine thirty p.m. Eastern time again. And that's all about really um, ramping up your powers. And we're going to talk a little about that today. Do a little introduction on that. <clears throat> You can't ramp up your powers unless you ramp up your belief. I'm going to be working with people, digging. I am going. You sign up for this class. We are going to dig into the depths of your soul here on this planet to power up, to bring to the surface, to make whatever you're using now a hundred times greater and more powerful so that you can expand to whatever limits you want to expand to. So if you are a healer by the end of this class, they'll be calling you Jesus. Okay. If you are a designer and an architect, if you are a musician, I'm going to make it and help you get a Grammy award. Okay. So the, the point is it doesn't matter where you want to go with your talent. Is it growing? That's what matters. Are you growing? If you're talented, here is what's really interesting about talent and skills. Your talent and skills can also mirror your own spiritual evolvement. That's right. If your talent and skills are growing and growing to beautiful levels, Chances are, spiritually, you're growing. And if you're growing spiritually, chances are, your talents are growing as well. My skills became greater and greater with the more work I did on myself and kept practicing those skills. So I told you about that. I started with being a psychic and doing readings using tarot cards for people. And that went into just doing straight out readings by just thinking about the person. And then that expanded into mediumship and seeing and speaking with dead people and spirits and God and ascended masters. And that then that extended into communicating with animals. And then that extended into communicating with extraterrestrials. I don't know what other life forms are out there for me to communicate with, but I'm sure if there are any, I will be communicating with them. And the ability just expanded on its own because I did everything I could to continue to evolve spiritually, and I'm still doing that now. And you can do that too, and that's what I'm going to be teaching. But... You have to understand it takes commitment. I have a, a wonderful minister friend, Reverend Denise Schubert. She was the lead or head um, spiritual minister at the Center for Spiritual Living here in uh, the Triangle in Raleigh. Um, as well as I have dear friend, uh, Reverend Temple Hayes, who is the lead spiritual minister at First Unity Campus. So I've got both ends covered. I've got the Unity Philosophies and I've got the Center for Spiritual Living, Science of Mind Philosophies. So I've got them all packed up within me and I love that. 
I get plenty of spiritual food wherever I go and whatever I want. And so um, Denise Schubert uh, put together a wonderful program called The Life of Power. Um, and in there, I had learned that there were three things that I needed to pay attention to. You know, like the Four Agreements, that wonderful book Don Miguel Ruiz wrote. Beautiful. <clears throat> Right. There's four different agreements. Well, Reverend Denise had um, three different um, philosophies and concepts to also keep in mind. And they were um, integrity, congruence, commitment, integrity, congruence and commitment. And what that meant was integrity. Walk your talk. Walk your talk. Don't don't print, paint pretty pictures. Oh my goodness! I had a client yesterday. It's very rare that I have negative clients. Usually, the universe brings to me those who are ready. However, sometimes I'm on some shows that can bring in just about anybody, and they're not necessarily thinking whether they're ready to hear from me or not, and they just sign up. Um, but they are absolutely not ready, and they're going to tell you that from the beginning. And so this was a wall block um, from the very beginning. This is a person who had some very deep emotional issues, and unfortunately, this person was a therapist, and that concerns me with the people that um, he or she may be working with. Um, if, if, you know, Dr. Heal Thyself is really important in this world. And there are a lot of practitioners out there with more problems than the patients they see and the clients they see. And I'm sure you've experienced that yourself. Um, but walk your talk. So he was telling me about his spiritual endeavors, but meanwhile, he was judging everybody. He was judging all these healers and people that are out there, but only he was doing it right, see? Very narcissistic. Um, so, so integrity means walk your talk. If you're going to say you're spiritual, if you're going to say you're Christian, if you're going to say you're Jewish, if you're going to say you're Hindu, if you're going to say you're a good person, if you're going to say you love people, you care about others, walk your talk. And if no, if people don't know what that means, it means show it. Show it. Don't just say it. Show it. Walk your talk. Live that life that you say you believe. We know what good Christian beliefs are. We know what good Jewish beliefs are. We know what good Hindu beliefs are. We know what good people beliefs are. It doesn't make a difference. We know what those beliefs are. They're good, upstanding God traits. The ama amazing thing is we've divided God traits and we've called them all different religions and we've called them all different philosophies and practices, but they're the same thing. They were created and, de and, and developed and they began with source spirit, whatever you want to call it. That's where they began all those positive traits. They came from an accumulation. Some people believe that it's the accumulation of those positive traits that actually is what God is or what spirit is. So whatever you want to believe, it still came from something positive and good. We know what they are. Walk them. 
practice them, be them, live them every, well, I don't want to go into the, the second part yet. Be them, be them. That's what integrity means. Be integral enough to, to act the way you're saying you believe, if you really believe that. That's the problem, and that's where my work comes in, because I'm always telling people you don't believe what you think you believe, because if you did, you'd be walking your talk. You only don't walk your talk because you're saying it, but you don't believe it. Congruence. Walk your talk every day, congruently, consistently, all the time. Not just today, not just on Sundays, when you're in church or, in or Friday nights, when you're in temple, Saturday night when you're in temple, doesn't make a difference, whatever the holiday is. Wherever you are, on the streets, in the stores, online at the supermarket, you know, online anywhere, you know, being patient, being loving, being caring, walk your talk congruently every day. Every day. That's the problem. Sometimes we can start out, and I understand it, I get it. I get it. We can start out on Sunday feeling great. You know, you just, you just, or even Saturday, you have a great weekend going on and you're feeling really good. Oh God, oh great. I'm going to start this week. You have all good intentions, right? All positive. And then on Monday, you know, the, you know, what hits the fan and maybe some things go wrong. The kids have to start back to school. They're not up in time. There's a whole bunch of frustrating things, maybe at work. Your boss is complaining about something, and there goes your intention of trying to be spiritual all week long right out the window, right? Well, that's when you tap into it the most. As soon as you start hearing the negativity, you halt yourself, you stop, you think, you breathe, and you say, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. So congruence, walk your talk every single day. <clears throat> okay, that was just a clearing a throat cough. Don't worry about me. Not yet. We're going to talk about commitment. Um, we're coming up to the break. And um, I want you to hang with me, stay with me, because we're talking about how to power up. I'm giving you a little intro on how to power up your abilities, your talents, your skills, and who you are in general, and not just in general, explosively, dynamically, wonderfully, on the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Of course, I'm your host and psychic therapist, spiritual teacher, medium, and author, Vincent Jana. Hang with me. We're going to get bigger and deeper, and I'll see you back in just a couple of minutes. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. 
Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, yes, if you're just joining me now, um, um, I am talking about how to power up all of your abilities and who you are. Just as a person, we've talked in the past about how to power up your immune system by being positive. We did that at the beginning of the pandemic and the coronavirus issue um, to help people uh, learn how to get their bodies in a strong um, condition to deal with, to ward off, or at least attempt to ward off the virus as best as possible. We have that human condition and body to be able to do that. So we talked about that in the beginning, but I'm talking about ramping up your existence, ramping up um, what you're capable, what you're truly capable, not what you think you're capable. And here's, here's the trick behind that. I get so many people, and you're listening out there, and you may be one of those people, but if people keep thinking and believing and telling me that they don't amount to much. They don't really have too much ability. Oh, my gosh. When they get on the phone with me, when we're doing a reading, here's a warning. And this, anybody who's listening and then listens to this in a podcast later on, listen to me. When you make an appointment with me, which thousands have, don't ever turn around and say to me, I have no talents. I'm talentless. Because you will get an earful of soapbox preaching from me. Because if you're going to walk through life believing that you have nothing with you, well, of course your life is going to be plain and dull and boring and non-evolving. And I don't care if you started in the worst of places in life, whether you were born on the streets, whether you were dumped off at the fire department, whether you went from home to home to home as a foster child, that has nothing to do with whether you have worth, value, and gifts. You innately have gifts. You're a divine being, okay? Circumstances may be keeping you from believing that. You had an alcoholic father who beat the crap out of you. You were sexually molested every other day of your life. I get it. I understand. And I am sorry that you even had to experience anything like that. However, that did not determine your lack of worth. That only showed the heartless and hurt people that you were with. That's all that indicated. It was not an indication of who you are. It is not an indication of your lovability. It is not an indication of the value you have. It's more of an indication of how wrong and how bad our society is doing. As long as there's children that are being abused, as long as there's people that are being hurt, we are not evolved. Sorry, not enough. Jesus said there will always be the poor. But he didn't continue that line by saying there will always be the poor. There will always be the tormented. There will always be those who will be raped and killed constantly in masses. 
There will always be bombs dropping and destroying cities. There will always be buildings collapsing because of the lack of consideration and caring on the part of the owner of the building. He didn't say that. He said there will always be the poor. And then the poor can be fed by us so that we can make God's love manifest by helping someone. That's what he meant by there will always be the poor. There will always be somebody there for you to be able to reach out, care for, and help, because that helps you grow. But we can't keep accepting all this other stuff. So so any of the torment that you went through has nothing to do with your value and your worth. You are worthy. You are valuable. You have talents. You have skills. If you are talking to me on the phone, if you're communicating to everybody, that's a skill right there, your communication skills. There's so many people who can be speakers and writers and authors. There are so many people. Oh, you think that um, you have to be able to paint like Rembrandt and Leonardo da Vinci to consider yourself an artist. Have you been to an art museum lately? Have you gone through the abstract and modern art section where you see these thousands of dollars worth of paintings on the wall that look like somebody dropped paintbrushes on them, these canvases, and then said, oh, this is a painting. Let's put it up in the wall. Better yet, let's put it in an art museum. Don't tell me you can't paint. Don't tell me you can't draw. You know, the kid who got in trouble for drawing all these cartoons and doodling in school, man, oh, man, oh, man, Marvel has made billions of dollars off of those cartoons. DC and all the comic books out there have made millions to billions of dollars over the years for all those artists who've drawn comics that they got in trouble for drawing in school. And doodlers... These beautiful Mandelas and books that these doodlers have created. Don't tell me. These poems that you wrote, okay, in school. To love, to be forgotten. You know, remember the autograph book we signed in when we graduated middle school? We didn't start that in elementary school. We actually did that in junior high back in my day it was called and then high school right you got everybody to autograph and there was all these wonderful poems written in there usually written by the girls they 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 well they live from their right brain they're emotional they're creative they're intuitive they're nurturing so yes they tend to be more um able to write these little quick poems and and um stories even the fabulous male writers as well, don't get me wrong, but most of the guys didn't write that to each other. You know, they were writing about, you know, great to have you in soccer and basketball team. You are an all-star. I'll miss you. We'll have some beers together. You know, those were all skills. Those are all talents. Those are all abilities. And you look at them and you look at yourself and you say, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. You're waiting for the world to prove to you you have something. And it's not up to the world to prove it to you. It's up for you to believe you have something. You've got to believe. it. That's where it starts and that's where it ends. You have to believe. You have to believe in you. And then you have to believe that you are worthy of increasing and growing. And who who wants less? Who wants less? Who 
who is unless you have some kind of diet restriction or or uh, there's something physically wrong with you, you know, if somebody gave you a little quarter piece of this most delicious food that you absolutely loved, are you the one that says, oh, no, I don't want any more? I only deserve that little square bit that you first gave me. Nothing more. It's okay. I don't need to have more. Or do you go, wow, that tasted really good. I'd love to have more. And that's what life, your life is supposed to be. I'd love to have more. I'd love to have more. That's what I want. I'm fulfilling my dreams, but I'd love to have more because it tastes so good. Every time I'm on the show and and I'm reaching people and they turn around and say, oh my gosh, you've made such a difference. I'd love to have more of that. I'm doing a, an event tomorrow. That reminds me for all my Raleigh peers who are listening to me right now or peeps. And if you're in the Raleigh area or close to the Raleigh area, Raleigh-Durham, Chapel Hill, even Greensboro, take a trip in. We're having our first in-person event tomorrow night. Now, as long as I uh, come up negative with this, um, with the coronavirus, um, I'm definitely going to be doing it. And I feel like I will be negative and we're masked anyway. It is being held uh, by Spiritual Frontiers Fellowship. And they get together uh, once the, the first Thursday of every month, and they bring in speakers, and they're having me. I'm honored because this is going to be the first live one for the past year and a half. And uh, they asked me to do the event. It's going to be powerful because the, the title of the event is called Is the Fifth Dimension Just a Singing Group? And we're going to be talking about the fifth dimension, ascending to the fifth dimension, and the age of Aquarius. Is it all real? If it is, how do you ascend into it? Or are you just making it all up? So that's tomorrow night from 7 to 9.30 at the Triangle, Unity of the Triangle in Raleigh. Unity of the Triangle in Raleigh. So we're going to be talking about that and ascending and how to grow, how to evolve, how to have more because we deserve more. Life wasn't meant to be mundane. There are a lot of people living here mundanely, not because they want to, but because they don't believe they can have anything more or this is all that there is and this is all that there should be. You know, don't bother me. I'm, I'm just, you know, trying to get along. I'm trying to get by. This is all I can do. Um, I have to accept who I am. This is amazing. This is all of who I am. Crazy. You know, and I was in the School of Social Work back in 1997. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Some of the students, they were all adult students because that's what the uh, University of North Carolina liked. They liked to bring in a diversity of students, not just ones that graduated with their undergrad degree. There was actually very few, only a couple of them. Everybody else who got into the social work program were actual adults who went out and were living experience and came back with their living experience. 
And I can't tell you how many of them were so dang insecure. And sadly, there were even students that committed suicide. Yeah. Because it tends, there is that old understanding that those who can't fix themselves are drawn into the fixing fields. And psychology is one of the greatest ones for that. And But a lot of times when you're in school, it can bring issues to the surface. It can make things worse. It can exacerbate things. But yes, sadly, we had a couple of students commit suicide. And others that would say, um, I'm... I've been trying all my life, all my life, right? The, the person's like 40 years old, 30. Actually, this person, one student that I was thinking about was only in her early 30s, but she's been trying all her life, trying all her life to, to change the qualities about herself that she didn't like. And she just decided, I am going to accept me the way I am. That's it. All right. We've heard that in spirituality, unconditional self-love, right? Isn't that what it's supposed to be, Vincent? Vincent, that's what we're supposed to. We're supposed to accept ourselves the way we are. Loving yourself unconditionally has nothing to do with just settling for who you are now. Because who you are now, chances are, has been mostly influenced by everybody else in life that's been around you, not by you. And there anything you don't like, a quality, and I'm not talking about your body image, even though that can change too. You heard my daughter, she changed that. <clears throat> it's amazing. I'm talking about personality issues that you may not like or ones that you do like that you want to enhance more. There's no need to just accept those, accept your weaknesses, accept that you, okay, you want to accept things like you necessarily can't play baseball or basketball? Yeah, I've done that. Hold on. I just sneezed on that, and that is a um, profound statement then. It's okay to accept that, um, all right, I'm not, a great, I'm not a great athlete. Now, can I play baseball? Yeah, probably. Maybe not to the best of the abilities of other people, but I can probably pick up a bat and hit a ball, luckily. Catch it out in the outfield and at least throw it. I can do at least the minimal amount of stuff. But um, I can accept that I am not a basketball player or a baseball player. Now, does that hurt me because I've always wanted to be that? No. I've not wanted to be that. So it doesn't hurt me not doing it. That's the things that you, it's okay to accept. The things that don't bother you. But you wanted to do art? Don't accept or sit there and say, well, I can't. I'm so untalented, but I always wanted to paint. Go learn how to paint. Stop giving in to your weaknesses and accepting your weakness. I have to accept that I'm not a patient person. Baloney and BS. Go learn how to be more patient. You can. You're an unlimited being, basically. You have the ability to learn a lot of things. No, do you have the ability to add six more inches to your height? Not unless you stand on stilts. So you accept your height unconditionally. Love it. It's okay. That's what you chose to come in. 
six inches shorter than maybe some other people. That's okay. That's what you accept. You don't walk around feeling miserable because you're shorter than other people. So every short person is supposed to feel miserable. No. Who said you're supposed to be tall anyway? So I'm talking about what you may consider a weakness, a trait. You're not compassionate enough, learn to be. You're not patient enough, learn to be. You're not empathetic enough, learn to be. You can't communicate. You're afraid of people, learn not to be afraid. Learn how to communicate. We're all social beings. You're a shy person. Don't sit there and say, well, I just have to accept the fact that I'm shy. Because that's baloney. Because I know so many shy people who want to be out there in front, who want people to notice them. We all want to be noticed. We all want to be remembered. We all want attention. We all want to be loved. And we can learn how. Don't settle for your life. Don't settle for, well, I always wanted to play guitar. So I've just come, I'm too old to learn. No, you're not. Now, if you have arthritic fingers and you can't spread them out, guess what? There's other instruments you can play that you don't need a spread or a hand. You don't have to play the piano. You don't have to play the guitar. You can play something else. You can play the drums. Don't settle. Adjust and want more because you deserve more. I can't tell you how many places are written in the Old Testament about God saying it's okay to want, want more. Jesus said it. It's written in all of the spiritual books. It's okay to want more. To want more for yourself. Know that you can. Ah, look. If you don't believe you can have more, Oh, God, I wish I knew his name. They keep, I always have, whenever I'm doing a show or a class and I bring up this one guy, there's inevitably somebody out there who texts me and chats in this guy's name. You can find him. He basically is just a head, a brain, and a torso. No arms, no legs. And the man is unbelievable with what he does. He's a male. He's extremely athletic. He's a speaker, a professional speaker. He goes water skiing. He does things that I wouldn't even think of doing with all my appendages. The man is amazing and, an, yes, an anomaly. Are there a ton of people like him? No, there's not a ton of people. Well, thank God there's not a ton of people. At least there's not a ton of people that are experiencing life without their arms and their legs. But this guy is experiencing life better than the people with arms and legs. So maybe we should all be without arms and legs. He's amazing. So don't turn around and tell me that there are limitations. There are none because we have example after example that have proved otherwise. There was an artist back in the old days. She became paraplegic. And she painted with her mouth. And another one who didn't have arms and painted with her feet. Beautiful portraits and paintings. Unbelievable. There are, there, those stories go on and on. And why do you think those people have chosen to come into life like that? 
or have manifested that for themselves. Because I do believe that, especially those servants that overcome those skills, I absolutely believe that that was something that soulfully they chose to do to prove to us how unlimited we are, even in a limited physical world. We want to keep thinking that we're limited. Okay, we don't need to levitate, but we certainly can achieve uh, great things in life, even without a normal body. And there are those people who try to show that in life and have. So you can excel to your highest, but you've got to start believing and you got to start doing the work. And we know what that spiritual work is. You're listening right now. Now you go out and you start applying these things. You turn around and you start by telling yourself, I am greater than what I believe I am. I promise you there are very few people out there in my listening realm and beyond that, that at our are at a level of self-belief that they should be. I don't believe that the majority of people in the world are narcissistic at all. They don't believe of themselves as being that great. I don't believe that the ego is the major issue that we have. I believe that the lack of ego is our major issue. I believe that we don't believe in ourselves enough, that we don't honor and praise ourselves enough, that we don't appreciate who we are enough. I believe that that's where all the problems stem from and the issues stem from. I've always believed that. So you can absolutely use a little bolstering in self-belief and knowing how worthy you are. And even if you feel you only have a few skills, believing and knowing that you can increase those, enhance those, embellish those, and gain more is an important belief to have. So you begin to tell yourself, I can get more of who I am. I like who I am. I love who I am. I want to love me even more. You know how you're in love with somebody and you get married or you start dating on this date at this year and then 10 years go by and you find, oh my gosh, I thought I loved you so much back then. I love you even more now. And and if it goes healthily, as the years go by, you find your love keeps increasing, 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 right? Well, that's exactly what's supposed to happen with you. Your love for yourself is supposed to keep increasing, not just maintaining itself um, like you did when you were a teenager. Well, I'm the same person. You're not the same person. You should be more than you were when you were a teenager. You should be loving yourself more than you did when you were a teenager. Because you're supposed to have grown more. So if you haven't, set your intentions on growing and evolving. Set your intentions on using all your powers. Do whatever you need to do to learn how to use all those powers, to be in touch with all those powers, to be in touch with you, with the deepest part of you, so that you can convince yourself that you're greater than. And you will see the evidence come to you the moment you start believing that. You cannot wait for the evidence to come. You cannot wait for others to tell you how fabulous you are. They're in their own worlds trying to figure out how fabulous they are themselves, if they ever come to that level. So you have to believe it. You have to believe it first before you see it. It's the old adage, the Santa movie, which we'll be watching again real soon. Make sure you watch it. Santa Claus with Tim Allen and listen to the little elf who turns around and tells him Santa 
Believing is seeing. Believing is seeing. And that's been said by anybody who has any type of spiritual wisdom. Believing is seeing. It's the law of manifesting and the law of attraction. Believing is gaining and manifesting. Believing is creating. In the beginning, there was the word. And the word was belief. And that's how we were created. We were created from a belief, a belief that we could exist. That's what made the God source an intelligence because it knew, it knew what it needed in order to create. It just didn't create. It didn't point a finger. It had no finger. It thought, it believed, and it became in existence from a belief. That's all it is. That's why that word is so strong. That's why you see it everywhere. That's why the faiths, all you have to do is believe in Jesus. All you have to do is believe in God. All you have to do is believe in Buddha. All you have to do is believe in Muhammad. All you have to do is believe in one God. All you have to do is believe in Santa Claus. All you have to do is believe in yourself. It's all about belief. It's the most powerful word in the English language. Now, love is the most powerful emotion. But belief is the most powerful word in action. Believing is an action. It's a positive, proactive word. I believe. Thank you for joining me today. We're at the end of our time. I'm Vincent Jenna, and this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Hang around so you can hear some other beautiful words from some other wonderful luminaries on the Unity Online Radio. Have a fabulous week. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth, and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts. 